You're tuned in to The Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconato.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconato. He gets us. We're way too worried about whether Jesus gets us when we should be focused on whether we get him. Mm. Did you see the Super Bowl? Many of you watched it. Many of you didn't. And uh, I'm not going to get into that. But let me let me just say this, okay? There was this commercial, He Gets Us. And we're going we're gonna to delve into this today and figure out who's behind it. And uh, we want to learn a little bit more about this organization because many people are very disturbed about the way this whole thing went down where it is a misrepresentation of Jesus. So if you go to this He Gets Us Dot com. They have a website up, and there's a, a whole section that says about us, and it gets into this whole long uh, reason why they have the campaign. And then I was looking at the frequently asked questions. One of them says, what is our agenda? It says, our agenda at He Gets Us is to move beyond the mess of our current cultural movement to, pl- to a place where all of us are invited to rediscover the love story of Jesus. Christians, non-Christians, and everybody in between, all of us. Then it says, what's your stance on the LGBTQ community? Let's read this. Uh, these, are prob- this is, these are probably the most common questions we receive. Why? Why is that the most? What, why isn't it, um, you know, who is Jesus and how do we get to know him? Shouldn't that be the fruit of this whole thing if they're putting all this money in there? Anyways, I digress. It says, and, and we understand why. Many of those who represent Jesus have made people in the LGBTQ community feel judged and excluded. Excuse me? This is, I'm glad we're doing this show because I think some of us need to understand what's going on here, okay? Um, and others in the Jesus community have simply ignored their stories and, and lived experiences, So let us be clear in our opinion. Jesus loves gay people and Jesus loves trans people and the LGBTQ community. Like all people uh, invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider his example of unconditional love, grace, and forgiveness of others. No matter who you are, you're invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider what it means for your life. This is messed up, folks. I actually didn't realize how messed up this was until I started looking in their website. And I started realizing, wow, this is this is a, a deception. Now, the, the scary thing is that the people behind this, um, you know, I've heard that that it's a Hobby Lobby and, and some big donors in the Christian world are, are funding this. And, and again, it sounds good. Hey, we're going to put on this commercial during um, Super Bowl and it's going to talk about Jesus. You know, some people, yeah, let's, that's great. Let's do it. But the problem is they're not talking about repentance. They're not talking about what it means to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're not talking about turning from your wickedness. So they're saying this whole thing about the LGBTQ community, but there's no mention whatsoever about the fact that it's sin or you got to turn. So basically they're just saying, let us be clear in our position. Jesus loves gay people and Jesus loves trans people. That's their position. Excuse me? He does love everybody, but he wants you to turn from your lifestyle of sin and follow him. He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Uh, I put up a post on social media about this, and it's actually gotten quite a bit of traction. 
Some people, though, were not happy about it. Some some Christians were not happy about it at all. Um, but I said, we don't have to go so far to get people to like us as Christians that we compromise the message. Uh, Galatians 1, 6 through 8, Galatians 1, 6 through 8 says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. This is Galatians 1, 6 through 8. So basically what it's saying there, look, you preach another gospel, you're going to be cursed. Uh, You need to stick to the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's get into this a little bit, okay? The relationship between individuals and Jesus Christ in our Christian faith is often described as mutual. Yes, that's true. Jesus reaches out to humanity. He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And this dynamic can be seen in numerous scriptures that illustrate both Jesus' uh, initiative in seeking people because he goes after the one. Remember, he leaves the 99. And the call for us, though, as individuals to seek and respond to him. So I'm going to give you 10 scriptures right now to back that up, why we have to respond to him. So it's important that we, as, as people, say, I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, and I will therefore turn from my wicked ways. We can't water down the gospel. This is why our country is in the state it's in, friends. Our country is in the state it's in because folks have, have sought to be relevant, And when you seek to be relevant and you're willing to compromise in order to do that, to be relevant, you're going to run into some problems. And that's what we've done. We've run into, now we have this watered down, seeker-friendly version of the gospel. And yes, there is a remnant and the remnant is rising. And I believe the remnant is seeing uh, the initial stages of revival. We may very well even be in revival right now. So two simultaneous revolutions. But there is still a large, wide-gate church quote-unquote church here in America where the preachers don't talk about sin. They don't confront sin. If they do, it's very minimal. They, they want everybody to accept them instead of Jesus. And when you accept Jesus, that means you got to turn from the wickedness. So let's get into this. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me, all who are uh, heavy laden, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Uh, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Revelation uh, 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come uh, into him and eat with him and he with me. John 15.16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. Now, let's stop there. See, the fruit of your life, okay, when when Jesus is talking about the fruit here, the fruit is that you change. You don't don't stay the same. See, these, these pictures of these people washing feet on this ad, they're washing this very feminine man, uh, almost looks trans, to be quite honest with you. And I think that's what they're going for here. And so they played this on the Super Bowl. And so now, now Jesus is, is washing, or, you know, a follower of Jesus, washing the feet of a trans person. And while I understand the concept, you know, you wouldn't be doing that person any favor whatsoever if you don't say, hey, you got to turn from your lifestyle of sin. Just like when I was in the world, when I was in Hollywood and messed up and 
walking on the street intoxicated and all that coming out of a club. You know, if somebody would just came up to me and says, Jesus, let me wash your feet, you know, and then they didn't give me any gospel. They just washed my feet. I'd be like, well, thanks for the feet wash. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't have turned from my old lifestyle. Nothing would have changed in my life. Does that make sense? So the whole thing that changed me was somebody said, you're in sin. You're in a lifestyle of sin. And right now, I'm just going to be honest with you because I love you. You're on your way to hell. And you know it. You inherently know it because inside, you know it. You feel it. And so here's what you can do. You need to turn from your lifestyle, son, and you need to get saved and you need to repent of your sin and you will be a new creation. The old will pass away and your sin will be thrown in the sea of forgetfulness and you'll be new. See, see, I was convicted because I already knew I was in sin. What folks are trying to do now in this, in this ridiculous, super seeker-friendly relevancy type message is they take out anything that they consider the hard part. And they just make it all super easy. Well, you don't need to change anything. So now you got folks that are sitting in churches and they're powerless. They're powerless because they're not walking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which comes from a lifestyle of consecration and repentance and turning from your wicked ways and seeking the Lord and going deeper in the secret place and in his word. You know, the Bible says that, you, you know, uh, if you read the word, it's not going to return back void. You know, that, that you study yourself approved. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. What does the word of God say? The word of God says this is an abomination. What, so, so you're washing the foot of a person that's in a lifestyle of abomination. You're not telling them how to get out of it. That's a problem. So folks didn't understand why I put up these posts and they're, they're not trying to, you know, they're just like, what's wrong with it? You know, he, Jesus would wash their feet. Maybe, but even if he did wash their feet, he, he would tell them they need to repent of their sin. That's, he, he would say, come and follow me, worker of iniquity. You know, you got to come and follow me because you don't want to be uh, the person that stands before the judgment throne one day and, and he says, I never knew you. So there's a big messed up problem here. And I know, I know many of you have been seeing it for a long time now. And uh, it's the church. This is why our country is in this dire situation because we're trying to be accepted by the society and, and relevant and we're willing to walk away from the basic core uh, gospel message, which really is the power. The power is turning from the wickedness and walking in consecration. And that's what's going to set you up for success because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so we're going to get into this very important conversation. You may not hear this anywhere else. Very sad, but true. Uh, I think there's some folks that are talking about it, but we'll be right back. He gets us, but do we get him? We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as Remnant News, and we're so thankful that you're here. We're way too worried about whether Jesus gets us when we should be focused on whether we get him. And I'm going to make this case today, and for anybody that says, oh, you're just you're just being too harsh, Todd, uh, I, I'm going to give you the Bible verses, and it's going to be hard for you to refute it because it's, it's very, very plain as day. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, by the way, if you have uh, not downloaded our new app, it's at Todd Coconato Ministries is the app, Todd Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, Ministries. And it's very important that uh, you download this because it helps us to get around censorship. We're highly censored 
And uh, we've done this so that, uh, you know, we can get this content to you without being censored, but it came at a high cost. And so we want to utilize it and uh, it gives you notifications. And we're going to develop uh, some other things like groups and things like that on there in the future. It's in the uh, Roku store. It's uh, so you can watch it on your smart TV. It's on Amazon. Very good. So you can watch it on your Amazon TV and devices. And then, of course, it's in the Apple Store and it's in the Google Play Store. And so we'll have some more on, on this in, in different places soon where you can download it without even going to the App Store so we can get around that. But thank you for downloading it. Uh, it also gives you the notification if you turn the notification on when we are live. So let's talk about this, okay? Um, you know, the Bible emphasizes the need for repentance from sin and living a transformed life in Jesus Christ. This is my beef here, okay? Because these commercials he gets us is is basically just just saying, look, he you know, he's cool with it. He's Jesus is cool with your sin. Jesus is not cool with your sin, folks. And anybody who's saying that is lying to you. And you're not going to have a transformed empowered life. You're going to be set up for failure. And this is why so many churches are failing, and this is why the seeker-friendly uh, greasy grace churches are not setting people up for success and why America is off the moral cliff. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound angry here, but the deal is, is that I do have a righteous anger because these preachers, what is it that is your goal? Are you, is your goal to get people saved and to do what the scripture says or is your goal to be cool and relevant? Because if your goal is to be cool and relevant, then you're not a preacher. You, you are just somebody who wants to be cool and relevant. You're, you're just trying to build your own kingdom and not the kingdom. And people say, well, I didn't see anything wrong with it. You know, some people just any mention of Jesus and they just, ooh, it's so great. But you got to be right when you're mentioning the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You got you to gotta be doctrinally sound. And most people got it when I put my posts up. They understood because, you know, a lot of the followers of this show and, and this ministry get it. But I'm going to tell you, there's a large portion of folks that call themselves Christians here in the United States and around the world that don't get it. They thought I was being judgmental. Don't judge. You know, somebody wrote me, dear person, actually somebody I, has come to the church and I, I care about. And they were saying, uh, you know, I got trans friends and gay friends and, and I don't see anything wrong with washing their feet. Well, look, I don't see anything wrong with washing their feet either if you're telling them about the sin, you know, if you're, if you're leading them to Jesus. But if you're just washing feet to washing feet, I think that's the whole thing, you know, is that what, what is the purpose? So you're washing feet. Okay, then what? Then you walk away and they just keep their lifestyle and you just keep, and it's an acceptance. We can't, friends. We can't accept their sin. Even We can love them. You know, we, we look, I was a messed up sinner and, and people love me in the kingdom, yes, but they also love me enough to tell me the truth. And, and this is the problem. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, get this, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. What does that mean? The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. You don't look like, you don't act like the old version of you. You can't even be that person if you tried because you're a new creation. The old has passed away. Romans 12, one through two, Romans 12, one through two. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God to present your bodies, listen to this, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Yes. Do not be conformed to this world, but what? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
Wow. That scripture is very powerful. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy and acceptable to God. That does not mean that you can continue on living a sinful lifestyle because the wages of sin are death. Now, will we sin probably every day of our life? Sure. But when we do, we repent and we do everything that we can to better ourselves in, in the Lord's eyes and, and to, to, to serve an audience of one because we love him. If you love him, you'll obey his commands. And that's when your life will be blessed. And that's when you'll have longevity. And, and you will you know someday stand before the throne and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. So, so you know, listen, it's holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. This is your worship. Your worship is to present your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of the Lord comes and lives inside of you. And so what happens is, is that you become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Do not be conformed to this world. So that means we don't have to be relevant. Now, we can. the Bible, the gospel is always relevant. It's never not been relevant. But the deal is, is that we don't have to go and, and try to be liked by everybody by changing what Jesus wanted of us. No, what he wants of us. Do not be conformed to this world, okay? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. This is the problem. A lot of folks don't have any discernment. That's because they don't know the word of God and they've been seated, seated, you know, seated in some uh, seeker-friendly, greasy grace church that's telling them, oh, we got we to gotta wash the feet of the transgenders, but don't tell them they're in sin. Don't, don't do anything to offend them. We don't want to scare them away. Well, friends, again, I'm so thankful that somebody loved me enough to share the truth of the gospel because I would still be in sin. If they just came and said, let me wash your feet, and they washed my feet while I was on drugs and doing alcohol, whatever I was doing back in the day, Okay, if they just washed my feet and didn't tell me I was in sin, I would still be doing, I said, well, yeah, you know, what do you know about Christians? Well, they came and washed my feet. They're nice people. I like them. But that's it. There would be no power. See, the power was when I was transformed by the renewing of my mind and the old was, was passed away because God has done a new thing in my life. I got the fire. You got the fire. If you're on fire for the Lord, you know what I'm saying. What about Acts 3.19? Acts 3.19. Uh, it says, repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted away. There it is. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted away, blotted out. Uh, Ezekiel 18.31-32. Ezekiel 18.31-32 says, cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed. And make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord. So what? So turn and live. There was many times in the Old Testament when the children of Israel, they turned from God, they worshiped idols, and every single time they did that, they went into captivity or something major happened until they repented and turned back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's plain and simple, clear as day. They were not trying, God wasn't trying to be relevant to them. He was like, look, this is the law. This is it. And you either follow it or you're gonna be uh, in trouble. All right, I'm a little pumped up here. 
We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Remnant news on this awesome day where we get to talk about the Bible, Jesus. It always gets me fired up, and I, I, I don't mean to sound angry on today's broadcast, but I think I should be a little, I should have a righteous anger, and I think we all should, because they're distorting and watering down the gospel. And to me, I think that's worthy of a righteous anger, because it's what set me free from the bond of sin and death. And I want to see you and anybody else listening to this set up for success, and these soy boy weak sauce want to be relevant people that are out there that are calling themselves preachers are not preachers if they're not setting you up for success and teaching the full bible i'm sorry they're not and i'm not going to tiptoe around the tulips on it okay they these people may have a quote-unquote church but they're not setting their people up for success and that's why we're in the state that we're in and yes there is a remnant and i'm so thankful for the remnant and that's why we talk about the remnant because this group gets it but there's a large portion of people that are in deception thinking that they're Christians, but they are wide gators because there's some person that's saying they're a preacher, they're masquerading as a preacher, but they're not telling them what they need to know. And uh, this is a problem. You know, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Uh, you know, what about uh, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. That's, that's done. You're done with the old practices. You're not in the lifestyle of sin anymore, whatever it was. And you put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge of the word of God after the image of the creator. Yeah. Uh, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. His spirit, his Holy Spirit lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I mean, this is power. This You want the power? This is it. This is what, this, you're a new creation. You're walking in the spirit. You're spirit-led. You're spirit-led and you're fired up for God. And now you're a representative of Jesus. Not, he gets us. He gets us. No, do we get him? Do we get who he is? Do we get how holy he is, how worthy he is of praise? You know, the angels, the seraphim, they, they sing, holy is the Lord. What happened to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6? He was undone in the presence of God. Are these commercials even anything even close to that? No, they're not. They're not, they're not even close to it. They're not undone in the presence of God. They're like some weak sauce, soy boy, you know, wet noodle. We just want you to like us. We're Christians. Just like us. That's not what Christianity is, friends. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound a little harsh here, but I think this is some table flipping stuff. This is just ridiculous. Okay, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Sin. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. That's why your mind has to be renewed. Renew your mind. What does that mean? It's, it's, it's renewed through the spirit of God. And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. 
I mean, do we just not read the Bible anymore? Is that what's going on? Because I think it is. Because if you read the Bible, you're going to see what God wants of us. Sure, you can wash somebody's feet. I don't mind that. That's fine. But then you got to tell them about Jesus and the gospel message. Otherwise, you're just washing feet. What good is just washing feet? That's not going to set anybody up for success. They're going to be like, oh, that person was nice. They washed my feet. How nice. They're very humble. Very humble person. They came and washed my feet. That's it. And then they, what do they do? They go right back to their sinful lifestyle and they're on their way to hell. Have you done them any justice at all? Anything? Have you done, other than the fact that they may have a, a little impression, well, I guess Christians can, there are some nice Christians. They accept my sin. They're nice Christians. Is that, is that our goal? To be nice and to be accepted by sinners? No. We're, our, our goal is to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self. That's the the Holy Spirit-filled self. That's the consecrated self. What is wrong with modern Christianity? What don't people understand about this? I feel like a broken record, like a voice in the wilderness. People think I'm mean. I'm not mean. I actually love you enough to tell you the truth. And there's a high cost. Just like any of you that are preaching the gospel. You know what I'm saying? And put on the new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That's a good scripture. What about 1 Peter 2.24? 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we may die. uh, um, Excuse me? Die to sin, that we may die to sin. And what? Live to righteousness. By his wounds, you've been healed. It's not just a, a physical, you know, infirmity that, that the scripture's talking about here. Yes, uh, we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So yes, that does apply to the sick. But what he's saying here is your mind, your mind is healed. Your, your behavior is is healed your sinful lifestyle that's got you on the way to destruction you know the wide gate that leads to destruction that's what's healed friends see it may not be easy but it's worth it the narrow gate is difficult difficult is the way the wide gate leads to destruction the narrow gate is difficult it doesn't say the narrow gate is relevant and loved by everybody, accepted by everybody, and, and, and everybody's just going to think you're just the greatest person. No, you're going to be persecuted. You're going you're gonna to have spiritual warfare against you. That's because your soul is on the way to heaven. You're, you're saved, and you're empowered by God, and you have the Holy Spirit discernment and wisdom. So, yeah, you wash somebody's feet, but then you lead them to Christ. Otherwise, there's no reason why you should be washing someone's feet. It is absolutely pointless. That's love. You want to know what real love is is telling somebody about Jesus and leading them to the the cross and and leading them to to salvation. Okay, you could tell I'm passionate about this. I got to calm down. (laughs) I mean, this is everything I am, friends. I just, I don't understand. I know some of you are getting me. How has American Christianity, Western Christianity got such a, so weak sauce at this point? So weak sauce that this is what, now he gets us. And people are like, yay, yay, he gets us. You missed the whole point of the gospel. You mi- and, and people are funding this. 
I'd love to see somebody fund me on a commercial and talking about this stuff. You, you, how many people you think are going to be running, running to fund this? They don't want to because it, it makes Christians look mean. No, it doesn't. It, it, it's actually love. It's, it's, it's the, the agape, the, the true love that we want to see somebody set up for success and their life changed and then their family changed and their friends changed and people come out of a lifestyle of sin and darkness and get set free and delivered. We want you delivered. If you haven't been delivered, get delivered. Fight for your healing. Get into the word of God. Get in prayer and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your strategy. I, I want to lay down this area of sin in my life. I'm done. I don't want this open door in my life anymore. I want to move forward in you. I'm going to press ahead in you to live as Christ, to die as gain. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Romans 6, 11 through 12. Romans 6, 11 through 12. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. See, this is what it's doing. This, this commercial and these folks that are empowering this are literally saying bow down to Baal and just be liked. Wash the feet and that's it. Let's go back to their website real quick because I just I still can't even believe this. What's your stance on LGBTQ community? This is on hegetsus.com. Okay, you go into like who are we or whatever, that section. Now, this is probably the most common question we receive. This is the most common. Then the fruit of your ministry is off. Because the most, if you were doing this effectively and empowered by the Spirit of God, the most common question would not be if you accept the LGBTQ, okay? The most common question would be, how do I come to know this Jesus? That's the goal. I want to know him and to make him known. That's my goal. My goal is how do I know this King of Kings and Lord of Lords? How do I get out, out of this, this Baal, you know, uh, Babylon system? How is this the most common question you get asked? And they say, let us be clear in our opinion. Who cares about your opinion? I don't care about your opinion. Jesus loves gay people and Jesus loves trans people. That's your opinion? The LGBTQ community, like all people, is invited to explore the story. Just explore. Explore the story of Jesus and consider his example of unconditional love and grace and forgiveness to others. No matter who you are, you are invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider what it means for your life. Well, what, what, what Jesus are you bringing them? Are you bringing him Jesus, Jesus? Or are you bringing him some fake Jesus? <laughs> Let us be clear in our opinion. You know what your opinion needs to be clear is that this is sin and you're on your way to hell and you need to turn from your wickedness. Just like they said to me when I was partying in Hollywood. And did I, did I overnight completely heal? No, I, it took years of healing and deliverance and me seeking God. And he's still peeling away layers, friends. But every season, I'm doing my best to go deeper and to get better. And I tell the church, I say, look, don't follow Todd, follow God. Look to him. He's the author and the finisher. My job is to point to him, to know him and to make him known. He is, no man is gonna let you down time and time again. But Jesus won't let you down. If you know Jesus, you'll be set up for success. This isn't a personality-driven ministry. This isn't a talent-driven ministry. 
This is a ministry that points to Yeshua because he is the author and the finisher of our story. He is the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one that sets us free from the bond of sin and death. Let's look at this one on the website. Is this affiliated with a certain religion? It's about Jesus, so certainly affiliated with Christianity. But our point is that the story of Jesus doesn't belong to anyone. It has something to offer to everyone. Okay, well, I can kind of agree with that one. Inviting Christians, non-Christians, and those who aren't sure what they believe to consider Jesus. But see, that's just it. To consider Jesus? <laughs> Friends, that you, if you, without Jesus, you can't get to the Father. The only way to the Father is through the Son. Don't consider him. You need to know him. You need to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Otherwise, you're on your way to hell. You will not have a successful life on this earth or for eternity. <laughs> uh, who do you believe Jesus is? Let's see what they say here. Well, we believe there is something in the story of Jesus for everyone. Why don't you say, I believe he's the God of heaven and earth who sits on the throne of glory. That's why fans of the campaign and those working on it include people who are curious about this man and his story and want to explore. Who the heck wrote this? Who the heck wrote this? So they finally, like halfway through it, say, well, Jesus is the son of God. All of us work together relentlessly to share the transformative power, that unconditional love, forgiveness, and sacrificial generosity. Sacrificial generosity have to change us, our families, our communities, and our country. It wouldn't be hard to guess that many of those backing the campaign believe that Jesus is uh, who the Bible says he is. He gets us, is a nonprofit organization committed to sharing the life and love of Jesus that believes Jesus was human and divine. He rose from the dead and more and more. No matter who you are and what you believe, we're glad you're here. <sighs> this, is, this is soy boy central right here, friends. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconaut Show. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, the Remnant News, Remnant News, and boy, is this some Remnant stuff today. We get, we get just, I know some of you are going to be mad at me. You're way too passionate, Pastor Todd, way too passionate, and you sound angry. I, I just want you set up for success, and I'm so tired of the Christians in this country, or the quote-unquote Christians that put all this money behind people like this and organizations like this, um... And just, it, it just doesn't set people up for success. I, I just don't feel, somebody that's, this is not going to, I mean, I, I would love to see the numbers from a statistical standpoint. Millions and millions of people saw this. Millions and millions all around the world, This he, he gets this. I want to know how many people accepted Jesus through this, the real Jesus. I want to know, is there any scripture that was shared was was because the Bible, you know, will set somebody up for success. It doesn't return back void. So somebody could be a real awful preacher, but if they give some scripture in, in the correct context, somebody's gonna be set up for success because the word of God is not return back void. Was there scripture shared? Why why wasn't why don't they just share at least one scripture? Could they do that? Just one scripture? Of course they can. It's because the spirit behind it isn't the spirit of God. And that's what I'm trying to say here. Look, I have mercy. And I understand these people are probably meaning well people, good good people. But the problem is, is that there's no power. There's no fire. 
it's the fire of God that's going to change this country. It's, it's first you're baptized in water and you know that John the Baptist who led people to repentance, that was the deal, repentance, baptized people in water. And he said, but one's going to come and I can't even fill his shoes and he's going to baptize you in fire. So it's the fire, the baptism in fire that's going to set people up for success and change the world. You've got to be fired up for Jesus. You've got to be on fire for God. You've got to have the fire. If you don't have the fire, there's going to be no transformation. So Romans 6, 4, Romans 6, 4, it says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in what? The newness of life. The newness of life in Christ Jesus that sets people free from the bond of sin and death. Ephesians 5, 4, Ephesians 5, 4, it says, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you're in light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. See, here, I'll wash your feet, but let me tell you this. For at one time you're in darkness, but accept Jesus today as your Lord and Savior, and you will be pulled out of the darkness that you're in, and you will start walking in the light and life of Jesus Christ. He will set you free, and you will be forever transformed, forever changed. Your life will be set up for success, both here on this earth and for eternity. And any depression that you're dealing with will be taken away. And any fear that you're dealing with will be taken away. Anxiety taken away. Doubt taken away. Shame taken away. You will be a new creation. He will take away the generational curses on your life. He'll take away every curse of sin and death on your life. He will set you free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. But there's got to be the Spirit of the Lord. And that's not a watered-down, compromised version of the Scripture. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you are tracking with me and others of you are probably very angry with me today. And I get it because I, I rained on the parade. But it's not, my, it's not my word. It's not my story. I'm just a messenger. I'm reading right from the scripture. Ephesians 5, 8, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you're in the light. Walk as children of light. Galatians 5, 24, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I mean, how much more blatant can it be from the Apostle Paul? And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Boom, mic drop. 1 John 3, 9 through 10. 1 John 3, 9 through 10. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. I mean, this is pretty plain and simple, blatant. There's no room for interpretation here. I mean, obviously there's room for interpretation. What I'm saying is it's like, it's like plain as day, clear as day. Like no one of God practices sinning. Done. God abides in him. He can't keep sinning. Done. Because he's been born of God, that's why. But it is evident who are in the children of God, who are the children of God, and who are of the devil. Because whoever keeps sinning. So here, I wash your feet, and then I walk away. No, no, that's not the gospel. I don't even know what that is. That's you trying to be cool and want somebody to like you, and you look weird. Why would you be washing somebody's feet? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to wash feet, at least do it with a, with a, you know, with a message attached to it to get saved. Otherwise, you're just some person doing some weird act. 
Why would you wash the feet of a trans person and then just walk away? I mean, that's the weirdest thing. It's, it's absolutely powerless. Oh, that's a nice person. Maybe all Christians don't hate us. Maybe this person actually doesn't hate us, but we're going to keep living the lifestyle. Uh, what does that do for this person? You actually do hate them because you're not setting them up for success. If you loved them, you'd tell them the truth. Pretty blatant. Uh, 2 Corinthians 7, one. 2 Corinthians 7.1, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of the body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Yeah, we got to fear God. Oh, don't fear God. God, he's our friend. Yes, he is our friend, but you should fear him. He's holy. And I'm talking about a healthy fear, good fear, an honor, a reverence. He's holy. He's the God of heaven and earth. He is holy. He's so holy, friends. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Yes, exactly. 2 Timothy 2, 19. You can't say I haven't given you plenty of scriptures today. 2 Timothy 2, 19. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. Let the Lord, um, the Lord knows who are his. And let everyone know who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Hello, depart from iniquity. Get away from sin. Get away from it. You, you, as Christians, we hate sin. We, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. But if we love the sinner, we tell him the truth. Second Timothy 2.19, 2 Timothy 2.19, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. There it is. Luke 9.23, Luke 9.23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and all your desires in the flesh, whatever they are. You think I didn't have desires in the flesh? You think I still don't have desires in the flesh? Sure. But what does it say? If anyone come after me, who? Jesus. Come after me. Then what do you got to do? You got to deny yourself and take up the cross, his cross, daily and follow him. That means not living in repetitive sin. And, And listen, oh, but I was born this way. Or, you know, it feels good. Well, I don't care. Because it's, I'm not trying to be popular here. It does, you know, it feels good, Pastor Todd. Well, you, you're going to feel good all the way to hell. So, you know, if that's what you want, and by the way, you're opening a door in your life and the wages of sin are death, and you're going to have to deal with your sin. There's repercussions for your sin. Yeah, you may be flying high for a minute, for a little while, but there's going to be a crash and a burn. And that's why I love you enough to tell you the truth. Have I not seen this over and over and over and over again in people's lives as being a pastor for a long time? Yeah. And they say, but it feels good. Yeah, but you're going to crash and burn. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Get away from it. That sin's going to get you. God will give you mercy for a season, but then, you know, that's it. Um, All right, two more scriptures and then we're done here. Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, what is fleshly, what is sinful, Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetedness, which is idolatry. Put to death these things. And then James 1, 21 through 22, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive the meekness, the implanted word, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. 
but be doers of the word, not just hearers deceiving yourselves. Well, you can't say I didn't give you enough scriptures today. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures and a lot to think about. Look, uh, here's my message to the he gets us people. You need to, you need to, you need to get him. You need to get Jesus. You need to, you need to accept him if you don't know him. And if you do know him, my gosh, be a good representative of Jesus. Lead people to the cross. Lead people to the cross and, and repentance and turn away from wickedness. That's what's going to set you up for success. Otherwise, you're, you're going you're gonna to fail. He gets us people. Where, all this money you're pouring in, where's the fruit? The fruit is that you, you know, you're accepted with the gay community. Is that the fruit? Or whoever it is that you want to like you? Or is the fruit that many people are being saved and set free and healed and delivered? Are you seeing the fire of God change people's lives and they walk out of sin and walk into the light and life of Jesus Christ? That's what we want. Therefore, we are new creation. The old has passed away. All right, I love you and I bless you. PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org, and we'll be back next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you feel that these are fruitful and um, you want to partner with us, we need your support. We're fully listener-supported, and this ministry is on the front line, as you know, and God continues to expand the territory, but we can't do it without your support. So please consider becoming a monthly partner. You can download the app in the App Store, Todd Coconado Ministries, and there's a way to become a monthly partner there, or you can go to pastortodd.org and just scroll down to where it says give. And we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.